Hey, Dan. Hey, Tim. How are you going? Pretty good. You got a joke? I do have a joke. What did the elephant say to the naked man? Uh, what? How do you breathe through that tiny thing? <laughs> <laughs> so you've told me this already and it's, know, still it's, still <laughs> it's still funny. It's still funny. All right, let's jump in. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tin. And we are here with Quinton, who is the founder of Mingara Medical and director of HealthPoint Mingara. Thanks for being with us, Quinton. Mm, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. It's good. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, we're here today to talk all things uh, lifestyle medicine. And we have a particular interest in that because we feel there's a big link between your overall health and the success of your business. So it's, it's an area that we're very interested in. Mm. Uh, and we'll dive into that a bit later. But first, what, what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dano? <laughs> See, Quinton was a bit shocked earlier when we said that we do that live. I'm hoping that's not the highlight of the show. <laughs> we'll see. For many, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, how's your week? It's it's been very busy, actually. I've got to say, and uh, mm. I'm glad Quinton's here because I've experienced some stress this week. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something I want to get on top of. Um, Another previous guest of the show, Jay mm -hmm. Merrilees, he has a group called Bulletproof Leader and Quinton's involved with that. And on mm -hmm. Saturday, we've got actually a men's health forum mm -hmm. to, and Quinton will be running us through stress and how to manage that. So, uh, so yeah, keen to uh, learn a bit more about that and uh, nice. manage my stress mm. a bit better because life just gets busy, you know? Life gets busy. Life gets stressful, Tim. It does. Life gets stressful when you have all, you know... I don't know what's going on in your life right no, now. Nothing, it seems, days. but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just meetings back to back. It's just intense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What about you guys? What's been happening? Um, uh, oh, I've got an update actually from oh. uh, an update from last week. Cat uh, is alive. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, Dan's partner, Cat, uh, she got the um, almost said. Yeah. Coronavirus uh, vaccine, anyway. So right. she got last the coronavirus week. vaccine. Anyway, last week. She had a couple yeah. poor reactions to it, yeah. actually. Uh, some weird heart flutters and sweats, and all. she had to go to the doctor, and she was fine eventually. Mm. But it was a, a bad week for her, actually. She's not quite well. But, Dan actually uh, had to doing leave much better now. Before the end of the podcast last week. I did. So go check on her. Mm. We started our vaccine rollout a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And um, yeah, I've had numerous. Um, Feedbacks from patients about um, their reactions. I, I had mine as well. Yeah. And same thing, uh, literally a week of just feeling off. And yeah. Wow. And at, at least that way you know, I guess it works. works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, That's what we eventually kind of came to. Is like, well, it's, it's reacting. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Stuff's happening. I, I was surprised. Yeah. And I, I kind yeah. of read the second one, but yeah. they, they do say the second one's even, is, is actually better. So yeah. Uh, strangely good. enough, but yeah. 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 It was funny. Wow. She was having some, some weird stuff going on. And then the next day, after she had all the weird stuff going on, they were like, oh, you know, if you're under 50, maybe get the Pfizer one. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh, that's for blood timing. clots, but still. Yeah. Odd timing. Interesting times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tim and I are last on the list. So yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever ends up being the vaccine in a year from now maybe is the one we'll end up getting. Maybe that will have nailed the vaccine by then. You know, there's not, there should not be this huge urgency to get vaccinated for mm. us right now. We yeah. Get, we're relatively safe. I, I think yeah, okay. there's there's some sense in just waiting a little bit. It's not yeah. a bad spot to be. Mm -hmm. Kind of low low on the list. Yeah. Especially if you're otherwise well and yeah. whatnot. Um, exactly. So don't stress about that too much. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Good. No. Oh, good. <laughs> take that I off can the take list. Take that off my <laughs> stress about list. Keep it more relaxed already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Um, yeah. No. It's just one of those interesting ones. It's I guess it's to do with risks, really, isn't it? Because the risk of catching COVID is quite low. Mm. But if you did catch COVID and you, say, with Kat, with her immunocompromisation, mm. mm. that could be far worse than having a bad week. Yeah, exactly. The vaccine. So. Yeah, which is what I think that's what they're saying is, you know, the, if the, the, risks. the risks of it are less than the risks of getting COVID, then get it. Yep. 
Yeah, and the, the, the problem is once it flares up, it flares up really quickly. Yeah. So to then suddenly have everybody vaccinated is not practical. Yeah. yeah. We literally have to get to that 70% of the community to get herd immunity. Mm, yes. So we really just we just have to all do our part and, 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 and keep going. That's the only way, really, yeah. you know. Mm. I, I was just actually asked about the week. I was just in WA um, yeah, over right. weekend. I have family oh, yeah. there. Yeah. And it was just so nice to just, just travel again. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just want to open up the world again and, awesome. and go places. And if we don't do this, we just won't get there that's soon true. enough. So that's yeah. true. Oh, that's cool. Very nice. Uh, so yeah, nothing else really happened in my week. That's about it. Okay, Although we went to the AFL, but we spoke about that last week, didn't we? Mm. We spoke about that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Bombers fan, and uh, we haven't been so good. But we took it right up to Sydney. Right. Um, yeah. So we were we were within a chance to to win at the end, which mm. is. More than I expected going into that. Yeah. Speaking of stress levels, parking <laughs> was an absolute nightmare going to that game. We didn't speak about that. That was hard. That was tough. Uh, $30 oh. to park on the grass as well. So that was good. Yeah. Glad we spent that. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, for, you know, five out of six of us, uh, our team won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just not you, Tim. But it was just... It was- <laughs> Like you said with WA, it was so nice to just be in At a the stadium game. with yeah. people. That's right. There was right. almost thirty thousand people there. Yes, it just and kind of feels normal again. In yeah. A way. yeah, yeah. There was no, there was no masks required, which felt weird. There was no distancing rules or anything like that. Or maybe there were, and no one was abiding by them. But, uh, but yeah, it just felt great. Well, we, we Good atmosphere. Just, we were mm. walking under through, you know, the the underground bits. But when you're going around the stadium, and I think I turned to you or somebody, and I was, and I said, I just dawned on me. This is the first time I've been to a, a venue really of any sort in yeah. in a year. You know, this this feels. Yeah, it dawned on me like, oh, geez, I haven't seen this time. many people yeah. in a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you think back to this time last year, we were in lockdown. Mm. The contrast is pretty, mm. it's mm. pretty massive. So anyway, Quinton, how's your week? <laughs> my week's been great. Yeah, I, um, WA, WA, and then yeah, uh, nice. my kids are on holiday, so I've spent a bit of time nice. with them. Just literally came off the beach a few minutes ago. Oh, so, nice. Uh, beautiful. Can't complain. I've had a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to draw you from the beach into no, not at all. <laughs> the podcast no, studio. <laughs> Good on you. Uh, all right, Tim, do you have a business update for us? I do. I've got an interesting one for this week. Uh, just opening up my emails here. So I got, a, I got an email um, from an accounting journalist uh, group called Accountants Daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, worth signing up to that one, Quinton. Accountants Daily. Sounds awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, they were sending around this offer mm. of a bookkeeper bot. And uh, people have talked about artificial intelligence and how this is going to change the world. And uh, this is a computer, artificial mm. intelligence, which you can buy mm. to do your bookkeeping for you, which is pretty, pretty fascinating. So, let's he, break this down. Here are my things about this. <laughs> Number one, isn't that just called zero? Yeah. Doesn't it yeah. mainly do that for you anyway? Bank rules, HubDoc. It does a lot of it. It's quite funny. So all this bot yeah. does is goes in, and if you have rules, it will it will click OK on all the rules for you. Geez, oh, that saves time. Yeah. yeah, and then it was giving <laughs> examples of how it allocates all the other transactions in this two minute video, and uh, it was allocating the transactions completely incorrectly as well every time. <laughs> oh, <no worries. laughs> it was like ten dollars spent in a bakery, and it put it to wages and salaries, which is just blatantly incorrect. So that's classic. So it's interesting. Like someone's trying, someone's literally trying to sell this software to accountants right now. You can buy a bot for uh, one thousand dollars a month for a managed service. One thousand a month to click OK in the reconcile screen, and two thousand dollars per month for a dedicated bot. But you've got to think that could be across your entire client list. Yeah, so, okay, I get what you're saying. I don't know. It's I don't believe in it right now. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure where that will head, but it's just mm. interesting. And I mean, I, that is the next progression, I think, for a long time. And you you might not know this, Quinn, but I'm sure it's the same in, in every industry at the moment. It's um, outsourcing the compliance yes. work to overseas places is a big thing. Uh, and for a long time, everywhere we went, people were telling us we had to outsource, we had to outsource, we had to outsource. And we're doing fine without outsourcing. Things are, things are great for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, but our thing has always been, well, let's try and just create it more efficiently. Let's just do it better. Um, and, and that's how we'll gain you know, the, the advantage. And it's worked. Yeah. Uh, that is the next step of that. Completely yeah. automating it. But you're, you're removing the human part, which people really, that's what they pay for. They need someone to help them, to yeah. be there with them. 
You and, still need to and that's check. the value. You still need to check the quality mm. anyway. So there's still human involvement required mm. in some to some degree. I mean, I wanted to put this out to you, Quentin. I thought it, it was quite interesting. I, I think I heard of some operation being done by a bot, by a surgeon in India, potentially? That's right. Yes, yeah, so, so robotic surgery, but yeah. they, they, they've done them a few times now transatlantic. So yeah, neurosurgery yeah, right. and spinal surgery and all kinds of difficult procedures are done literally with a, a surgeon on, on, on one side of the ocean and, and a robot on the other side. Um, so it's possible. Um, yeah. Is it ready for prime time? No, but you know, if they don't try these things, we'll never, we'll never get there. Yeah. So yeah. I think AI in medicine, they're now saying um, s- specialties like radiology are slowly becoming obsolete. Yeah, right. um, even dermatology, you can literally, there's apps now where you can have all your skin lesions yeah. analyzed by, mm. you know, Interesting. something that just gives you a really high predictability. So um, mm. yeah. the time will come. It's not quite there yet, yeah. but um, yeah. I think you can't, you can't forget though, with all these things, it's not to replace that human touch. The human touch, I think that's something we learned during COVID as well. Absolutely. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. Um, if it can make it more efficient and more people can get the service in a more timely manner, that's mm. awesome. If it's more accessible, fantastic. Mm. But surely there has to be some human involvement. Absolutely. Yeah. We found in our industry, uh, in, in, in GP work specifically, we we could get the job done um, during COVID, but we 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 lost a lot in the interaction and a lot of things are just kind of pawned off for later, you know, as opposed mm. to someone comes in and you actually get everything done at the time. So yeah, sure. there's this big lag of things that have just been left for later that we're now slowly catching up with and it's, mm. a, it's a huge mountain to climb. Yeah, mm. yeah, true. That would be pretty intense. Yeah, I, I think maybe, you know, we um, we did a, a, a video recently for a, it's a software called Jazoodle based on the Central Coast. They're a... a like a, a dashboard that shows you yeah, the health of your business um, in, in a few seconds. And, and one of the conversations we had with Andrew was um, the efficiency that you gain by using this software, which is very simple and quick to use, is that you you then have more time to have more meaningful conversations. And mm-hmm. and I guess that's where it's heading is that if, if these things can make us more efficient, it means we can have more time to provide the value that they really feel, yeah, which is those extra conversations. Which could be, mm, yeah. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, yeah. I find myself inputting a lot of data and information while I'm trying to interact with a patient. Yeah. But I feel, if, if that could happen automatically in the background, yeah. and I can sit and have an actual conversation, you yeah. know, so much more value for both of us, really. True. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You'll be more fresh. You'll be able to sense where they're at mm. and maybe preach a little bit about around that lifestyle medicine. That's right. Try and, try and work it in there. Yeah. 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 And just come across as less less distracted. It's, it's really annoying as a patient sure. to sit there and the doctor seems like they're busy elsewhere, whereas you're trying yeah. to really try and you know get across a message. So, that's mm. true. Yeah. yeah. That's true as well. Yes. So I thought that was an interesting one. That is interesting. Right. Thought-provoking, yeah. Tim. Thought-provoking. Brand new world. Brave new world. Do you have a, a tight-ass tip? I do. Is it a good one? This is a really good one. I think... Because um, I'm not sure, I don't even remember the last ones, so they weren't great. There was one about saving a dollar on a kebab, which yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried yet, but sure. That's right. It was, you're right, Quentin. I did listen to the was, video. Yeah. Don't have the cheese. Don't have the cheese, <laughs> yeah. Right. See? Memorable. <laughs> it's just one guy that listened to that. That's yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> you save calories there. There was yeah. another time asked tip, yeah. which was eat less calories. You can exercise less. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we have a medical professional on to to fact check some of these uh, things, Tim. But uh, if you're listening out there and you've saved money by not buying cheese on your kebab as a result of Tim telling you to do that, write in because I want to know if anyone actually did this. I did it. Apart from you, of course. If if your general enjoyment of life is reduced, I'd love to know that too. All right. Uh, What have you got? All right. So followers of tight assism, that's what I like to call it. Um, they get enjoyment out of saving money. So saving that $1 on cheese mm. makes their day. Mm. Okay. Whether it's a dollar or a thousand dollars that you're saving, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Now there is an exciting thing, which probably a lot of people know about, but maybe they're not making the most of at this point. And that is free HubDoc with your zero subscription. This is actually a very good tight ass tip. It is. So we we're going to put this out there to the Too Drunk Community Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, if you're not part of the group, get in it. Um, if you're using Receipt Bank or Dext, Dext. Uh, and you are on zero, why? 
Yeah. Why? So, I, I genuinely want to know why because because yeah. Zero bought Hubdoc. Yeah. So just to explain to Quinton yeah. what mm-hmm. we're um, jabbering on about over here, Hubdoc is a um, it's a solution where you can enter documents um, automatically into a PDF reading software. So mainly it's used for bills. So if you're a, a tradie and you've got all these different accounts and they're just sending you invoices every day because you're going to Bunnings every day, buying stuff. It reads the invoice, puts it into a bill format and automatically enters that into zero for you. Mm-hmm. So it just cuts out heaps of work. Now, mm-hmm. previously, HubDoc and its main competitor, Receipt Bank, you had to pay about $20 a month for. Zero actually bought HubDoc. Right. And now they've increased the price of your zero subscription by, by $2. $2 a month. Which everybody everyone. is paying that. Everyone's paying it already. Mm. Um, and now you have free access to HubDoc. Good value. Used to, yeah. yeah, it used to cost $20. Yeah. Some people are still using Receipt Bank though, which is really interesting. So we're, we will do a future episode. We will mm. do HubDoc versus Receipt Bank. Mm. And we'll figure out what the differences are, why people are still sticking with Receipt mm-hmm. bank, but I think especially if they're on zero. If you're using zero, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Save yourself twenty dollars a month, and zero owns it. It's only going to integrate more with zero in yeah. the future. It's only going to get better. It's their mm. own tool. Mm. So, so yeah, you could save yourself a bit of money and time by using that HubDoc subscription. Is this one of those golden tips, Tim, that it are is. both time and money? Yeah. Uh, and most of them are, Dan. It's so a time tight ass tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and what a great stress reducer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've just made my own day. Yeah, that's right. about that. yeah. Are, we, are we done yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If Love only it. we actually subscribed to a receipt bank, we would have saved $20 a month. <laughs> yeah. We just don't, we don't though. Yeah, I'm just trying to make light of the fact that now we're paying $3 more yeah. for all of our zero subscriptions. But uh, yeah. That's fine. Very good. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to our main topic. Let's do it. That's the official topic change sound. Uh, so, as we said earlier, today we wanted to chat to Quinton about lifestyle medicine, about why it's important to not just look at your symptoms and and treat those things, but also treat all the different parts of your life that may be affecting your well being. Yeah. And obviously, we care about that, and we spoke a bit to Jay about that on yeah. on his episode because it directly affects the performance of your business. Yeah. If, if you're not well, your business isn't well. If your business isn't well, you're probably not well either. So definitely. they're definitely interrelated. And, and yeah, we wanted to, to get Quinton on and chat a bit further about that. Yeah. And I think it's worth just, just mentioning as well for, for you, Quinton, and I'll let you go from here, but you're not some sort of witch doctor. Um, you don't talk hoo-ha, you know, unscientific. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything that you present and talk about is researched and is evidence-based. Absolutely which right. Is what yes. I, which is really what I like. So mm. um, so just tell us a little bit about your history um, in your profession and how you've come to this point with mm-hmm. lifestyle medicine being um, something which you're a big fan of. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been a GP for about 20 years. Um, grew up in South Africa. Yep. Uh, did my medical training there. Moved to Canada. Um, lived there for about 10 years. Came to the Central Coast on holidays um, and could not wait to to move here. Um, wow. moved here a few months later and, and uh, oh, nice. have never looked back. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so in Canada, I did a combination of general practice and emergency medicine work. Um, when I came across, I worked in intensive care. I worked in emergency in, in both Wyong and Gosford hospitals. Um, yeah. Kind of fell back into general practice because of my, um, my personal situation at the time and my kids were little and um, just, you know, easier hours. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. But I think all pathways have led me to, to lifestyle medicine, to be honest. Yeah, and sure. and what, what it really is, is it's, it's, it's new science. Um, exactly what you said, Tim. It's, it's proving all those old school tips and advice that, that you know, people knew generations ago that, that, that now seems strange to us and foreign yeah. to us. Yeah. Um, it yeah. comes as no surprise that you know, good sleep hygiene and good sleep patterns are important or that exercise yeah. is really good for our bodies or mm. that we should fuel our bodies with, with good nutrition. Um, yeah. But but very very large and growing evidence base for this. There's there's very large trials involving eighty and hundred thousand people, right. longitudinal studies where they are now starting to prove the the effects of poor or good lifestyle choices. Yeah. Um, I think it started probably with 
you know, the poor habits, smoking and alcohol and, and mm. whatnot. But it's now evolved into a, a very fast-growing subspecialty. Mm. Um, the appeal for me is, you know, in med school, they, they, they teach us, and I, I would think the curriculum is still roughly the same, as, you yeah, know, right. when someone is faced with a chronic disease, try these lifestyle factors for a few weeks, and then once that fails, move on to this medication or that mm. intervention. And really the answer here is, you know, do not accept that failure. Um, mm. the, the answer really is try and fix those lifestyle factors that cause that disease to begin with. Mm. I love it. 70% of, of adults over the age of 70 have more than one comorbid chronic disease. And our bodies are just not made to be sick and unwell. Yeah. You have to start asking yourself, where, where does that come from? It really yeah. comes from from choice, mm. um, yeah. sedentary lifestyle, yeah. um, poor nutritional choices, um, all the rest. So. Yeah. So this really takes a different angle. Uh, you're absolutely right, Tim. There's no, there's no potions. There's nothing to really sell mm, yeah. to a customer. Um, there are people that that provide lifestyle um, counselling as as a, sure. a service. Yeah. Um, I personally like a more casual approach. I, I think it's it's very well suited to group um, discussions. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I do at Mangara. We we come together every few weeks on a Saturday morning and have yeah. different topics. Mm. But I really try and elicit a lot of feedback from uh, from the group. Um, yeah. And I find myself, uh, you know, with a couple of takeaways every time I leave there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that was one of my comments to you was, um, so you've come to, to fix all our problems, <laughs> tell us what we're doing wrong. But you said, you know, very quickly, like, I'm human just like you. Absolutely. You know, I You could have all the knowledge, yeah. but, um, you know, to, to break bad habits or to, yeah. to start new habits and, and, and improve like that little 1% increment every day. That's, that's challenging to yeah. all of us. Yeah. You know, so yes, yeah, so that's that's where the things are at for me. I um, yeah. I try and integrate it into my my general practice. Interesting what you say about the business aspect, though, because mm. yeah. I find the more I deal with lifestyle, especially relating to sleep and stress, the more I'm starting to give people kind of occupational and business mm. advice, mm. Uh, which I I'm not you know yeah. I, I shouldn't be doing. But mm. you do get to a point where you say to someone, well, you know, yeah. is, is shift to work really? Is this the yeah. answer for you? Um, yeah. Shift workers on average live five years less than other people just for yes. the sake of what they do. And Isn't that a crazy stat? Like yeah. I said, I, I came back to GP work because of personal choice, but, but mm. uh, when I did the math, 70% of my hours in, in emergency and intensive care were after hours, weekends. Yeah. Um, it's just not a healthy way to live, unfortunately. It's not sustainable mm. in the long term for many people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I do enter into these discussions yeah. where I find myself going, well, you know, now we, now we really way off course as far as medi med medicine is concerned. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had a few people come back and go, you know what, I've made these changes and, 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 and I'm better for it. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, it's more important given that you've experienced that in your own life as right. well. You can see how that's affected you in the past and, and how yes. it changed your life, yes, I suppose. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I just think um, with the whole lifestyle medicine thing, um, it's conversations, really. Mm. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's not, there's no, there's no treatment. It's nothing, it's nothing crazy or unorthodox, but it's just opening people's eyes to, to what we could maybe do different. Absolutely um, right. Small yes. improvements. Mm. And then, so, it, you know, it starts making me con reconsider what, what am I, am I a doctor or am I yeah. in education of some sort? Because yeah. really mm. it becomes didactic treatment yeah. and, and, mm. and, you know, educating patient groups. Yeah. Uh, like we just discussed, you know, it's really open to online forums and, yeah. and videos and all the rest of it because the, the, the message, whether someone comes in with, um, with one chronic disease or, or another, yeah. the answer to their problem is often the same. Yeah. You know, mm. you have to focus on the sleep and the stress and the exercise and all the rest of it. And if yeah. you don't have those basics right, things tend to just not fall into place. So do you see in the future more group consultation or what are the types of things you're aiming to do in I, your practice? I'm a bit of an idealist. I, um, you know, I started Mangara Medical. My, my goal was to kind of start the practice of the future and maybe... So we've been, uh, we've been operating for eight years now and maybe at the time it was somewhat futuristic, but... But looking at it now, it's it's very close to any other practice out there. You know, we're still heavily paper-based, okay. although we try to be completely paperless. And mm. uh, the health industry seems to really be slow on the uptake as far as digital technology is That's concerned. Tricky. One question yeah. about that, actually. Just yeah. I'm going to interrupt you there. 
Why do so many medical practices require faxes? <laughs> Why is that still a thing? It's the bane of my existence. It's so frustrating. Know. We've come a long way with COVID now, at least. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, for a period there, we we were really heavily um, focused on on emailing and mm. whatnot. And but but there's so much more that can be done. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I often say to patients, when when I lived in Canada, you could you could phone for a, for something like a pizza. And the next time you ring the same number, they, they, they answer and they go, hey, Quentin, do you want the, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Definitely. Whereas here, I, I have a patient who's had a heart attack two days ago. They've been in hospital. They've been sent down to Sydney for a procedure. They walk into my office and I have no idea what happened to them. Wow. I'm the last to know often. Yeah. Um, well, that's what that whole um, yeah, health, what, what, my health or whatever it was called. Yeah, that, my that, health record. Yeah. Was, I, was, I remember I, I had a look on mine not that long ago. Nothing on there. <laughs> I've it's been a, to the doctor. <laughs> it's a great idea in principle, yeah. but um, it's, I, I once had a, so I, I, we have to upload a certain number of those uh, on, on a regular basis. Mm. And I did the majority of that for our practice. Um, and I once had a call from a doctor in Darwin, literally phoned me. She said, I, I just wanted to let you know, I, I had this patient in from your practice. She was, uh, she was visiting and I opened a health record and there was information there. Wow. And it's the first time ever I saw information on someone's <laughs> record. And I said to her, it's the first time ever somebody let me know that they found something. So, you know, thank you. For, uh, so, unfortunately, go. that's not the answer either. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Right. Damn. But no, faxing, faxing. Um, yeah, I, I work through a mound of paperwork every day. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and we try and limit that as much as we can. We have electronic mm. faxes. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 almost hopeless. Yeah, jeez, it's crazy. Fighting a losing battle. Yeah, yes. But hopefully that's not the case with lifestyle medicine. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because so so where were you heading there in the future? What what does that look like? Look, I, I see a combination of individual consults mm. like we're doing at the moment, but then some some space for group consults, uh, which we are doing at the moment. But I, I I almost foresee a future where you could have. GPs with special interests, yeah. and Doctor X would have, um, you know, maybe space for a group and time for a group on a Thursday afternoon at four, where they talk about whether it's diabetes or some endocrine problem mm. or chronic pain or yes. whatever their in field of interest is, and, yeah. and have eight or ten or twelve patients come in. And it does exist already. It's something called a shared medical appointment. Mm. Um, cool. And and lifestyle medicine is is, is very well um, open open to that. Um, cool. The the issues with, with that related relates to funding at the moment. Yeah. Um, and there's this little okay. bit of a lag, but I, th I think that will get there over yeah, time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and patients, the feedback that I get from patients is just fantastic, you know, because yeah. they learn as much from the person next yeah. to them. As, and, and sitting there and, and having, having the shared experience and knowing that they're not mm. the only one suffering with that problem at that mm. given time is, is, That's is true. huge. That's so, very true. Yeah. Having good conversations. I think like one of the, my takeaways from, from some of the men's health forums that I've been to, um, was that the guys in the room could also take that away and say, tell their kids Absolutely. or their family. Yes. And so it's spreading a message. It's a ripple effect, yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yes. I really liked that. I thought that was pretty pretty powerful. And I so. think, you know, I listened to the podcast you had with Jay and, and a couple of couple of things he said really resonated. You know, if, if you are healthy in your persona, then that probably translates into your business, your relationships, all the rest of it. Absolutely. Mm. And, and you know, he, he's, you know, there's a lot of fitness gurus out there and health yeah. people on instagram and whatnot mm, yeah but but his message is very different he, he talks about about habit and about um mm. resilience and about things that you can apply equally to business yeah. as you can to to your own health you know so and, true. yeah and that's that's something that really kind of when we first spoke to jay we had a, a light bulb go off in our heads that it's it's almost identical to yeah. to the conversations we're having with clients about their business you know a lot of the reasons uh, someone will start a small business is a lifestyle choice. Yep. They like, think it's going to be, oh, I'm going to have all the time in the world. I'm going to have less stress. I'm going to be my own boss. Do what I want. Have all the money. Uh, but very quickly, if it's not run well, they find they've got the opposite problem. They've got no life. They've got all the stress. They've got no money. Yeah. They bought uh, themselves a job. You yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and then but everything you were just saying before as well about the, um, you know, uh, there's a space for the group sessions and group accountability. It's the same thing, you know, Business owners like to talk to other business owners. Peer right. networks. And they, they share yeah. the experiences they've got. And then there's that space for the more specialized one-on-one -on -one conversations to specifically help their problems. But yeah. but it is just funny how much that parallels the two. That's um, interesting. And, and also how how well the same approach kind of parallels the two, not just the experiences, but the same approach to, to solve those problems. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is which is exactly why we had Jay and, and yourself on. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. 
I totally agree. And I think we'll, we'll dive into the weeds in a second, a little yeah. bit on, on the spectrum of, of lifestyle health because yes. there's, there's different segments. That's right. Um, I think on each different, um, segment that Quinton will, will run us through in mm-hmm. like a brief overview, you could draw back. I could think of a client mm-hmm. whose business has suffered because of that, whether yeah. it be sleep, nutrition, Wow. Relationships. That's yeah. incredible. Right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So there's, there's definitely mm. links there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Where both, if they can improve ways. that, yeah. <laughs> then they can probably think more clearly and yes. deal with their team on a better basis. And yeah. Make that sale that they need to make. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So seeing that on a practical level. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's dive into the weeds. So, so, so what are? Let, let's start with some of these segments. What what would you say? And one probably isn't more important to the other, but what would be one of the most common issues that you might see people come to you with that you think you know a lifestyle medicine approach could help? Look, interesting. I I have often considered having something preset that I can present a patient, but mm. I find I, I I'm a I'm a visual person, so mm. I start with a blank A4 yeah. and I draw them a little pie diagram and I go, nice. this is you. Um, and we're going to talk about your a little bit about your background, about your genetics, mm. but then we're also going to go into your habits, you mm. know, around sleep, around your um, alcohol use, um, mm. smoking, exercise, mm. relationships, all these things. But they're not exactly the same for for different people. We all mm. and, I, and I often encourage them, you know, go home and and, and, and I don't think anybody's ever done that, but <laughs> go home and draw your own little wheel. Yeah, and, okay. And you know, cool. and you know, and write these different aspects yeah. and just go, you know what, this is where I'm winning at the moment and, and this is where things are going really badly. Yeah. Mm. But then what I try and show them is that that the interrelation between all these different factors, you know. Mm. So to answer your, your your question, Dan, my my answer probably is sleep, to be honest. I think mm, if, yeah. if I ever had to draw draw a lifestyle kind of pyramid, mm. I would say right at the bottom, Tim, is probably stress. I think I think mm. stress negatively affects a lot of our lifestyle factors and habits and yeah. choices. Yeah. But right at the top of that pyramid would be sleep. If if you if yeah. you get a good night's rest, it implies that you've got a lot of things in the right place mm. uh, sleep routine sleep habits nutrition yeah. stress levels are low you're probably exercising a little bit better yeah and and if you find that you're not sleeping well then it probably means something is out of whack so that's almost the canary in the gold mine for me that's something that i often start with if they don't come mm. in with it to begin with yeah very few of us actually achieve really good sleep mm. yeah and the way to the way to know is to track it you need you need some objective data we've spoken about that in the past yeah. and mm. um, yeah but but to have you know and 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 literally it's it's on a phone it's on a watch it's on a yeah. you know there's so many devices out there mm. um, you you can spend hours and hours in bed you can wake up in the morning and you think you have had seven or eight hours of sleep but but if you look at objective data it could be mm. much worse unfortunately mm. we used to have Tim and I used to both have a Fitbit I'm not sure if we spoke about this with Jay yeah. or not but we both had a Fitbit and we'd go to sleep and the next day would come into work and be like all right let's compare our sleeps <laughs> and tim always felt more rested than me i think but yeah. his sleep was very like the graph yeah. you, there wasn't a straight line in it it always was just rolling. the entire night was up up and down up rolling and down yeah, whereas yeah. mine was just flatlined <laughs> i wouldn't move a muscle between when i w- went to sleep and when i woke up but i felt like you always felt more rested than yeah, i did yeah because you yeah. So I was always confused by that. You always have to set five alarms to get up. <laughs> yeah. The, met- the metric you want to look at is deep sleep. Okay. Yeah. If you can achieve two or three hours of deep sleep a night, you're doing okay. Yeah. And it almost doesn't matter what you do otherwise. Mm. And if you do not get there and, and, and if you don't sleep well, you tend to mm. not, you, you, you do not get into deep sleep. Yeah. Because um, that's when the brain's clearing everything out and resets right. and that's yeah. That's right. It's just a big cleanse. And if you don't, mm. if you're not, if you don't go into deep sleep, you're just not doing that cleanse. Mm. Your, your feel good hormone is serotonin and that's mm. made in that deep sleep phase. Mm. Um, so, so many processes going on and if you don't get there, you just don't get there, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and it's like a battery that just slowly runs, runs empty. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we surprised when we feel unwell, but you haven't had, Good sleep for months. Kind of good sleep. Yeah. yeah, it's impossible. I should start wearing my watch to bed again so I can track this. Well, I was just looking up my sleep from last night, actually. <clears throat> so I had fifty-two minutes of deep sleep. Yeah, but uh, from a total sleep time of eight hours and forty minutes. Yeah, so that's that's almost time wasted. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. You know, the question there is the chicken or the egg. Are you are you yeah. stressed and therefore you're not sleeping well, or are you not sleeping well and therefore your stress levels are higher? Yeah. It's true. So. So to backtrack, so that was really interesting what you said about the stress and the sleep, chicken, chicken and egg type situation. So on Tuesday, we play basketball now. Mm-hmm. Dan and I, we're horrible at basketball, by the way. Very, uh, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but it, it kind of finishes late. 
And um, I didn't get to bed until 11 o'clock mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. Had to get up early for a meeting on Wednesday at 7.30. Had a very small sleep, so probably about six hours. And in, in because of that, I had three coffees <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yes. And so I think that mixture of like, that got my stress levels going. I had coffees. So I probably had a bit of anxiety, busyness, no sleep. So I think that overall effect probably did affect That's my an sleep. after effect. That's, that's right. And therefore, you didn't sleep well last night. Yeah. So the, the next question is, what are you going to do tonight to, <laughs> yeah. to fix that? They, they say, so evidence yeah. suggests the average bloke needs about four hours of wind down yeah. from the end of his day yeah. to being able to get into deep sleep. Yeah, yeah. So if you only get into bed at 11, um, that's your wind down probably just ended literally before that, I would guess, yeah, if, you, if you had yeah. a late game. I was playing basketball until 10.30. Yeah, so you're not, you're so. not going to get into deep sleep you know, until 2 or 3 a.m., which already limits your time then. Yeah. Um, and then there's some evidence to suggest that the better, best quality of deep sleep you'll ever get is before midnight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you get okay. into bed at 11, it's, it's really hopeless. Too late. Um, yeah. yeah, so you're kind of setting that, that night up for failure. Yeah. The next day, if you, if you sleep poorly tonight, um, evidence again suggests you're going to eat 500 calories more tomorrow. Mm. So you're going to be hitting the junk food and the fatty stuff and whatnot mm, because yeah. that makes you feel better, right? And you just want to get through your day, a bit of stress eating, a few coffees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what do you do that following night? And then before you know, that becomes a, a negative habit. And again, I, I, yeah. you know, I often say to my groups, I, I sell honesty. I'm not the guy who's going to pretend I've, you know, I, I do all of this right. Yeah. Um, but... I think just keeping on trying, you know, yeah. and if, if you have a little bit of knowledge and you understand more of this and that's where the education part comes in. Yeah. Cause people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. If you, if you understand more then you can just apply that and it, it does make a difference. Yeah. Um, if you, if you actually take a week or two and you actually really work hard at getting good sleep, you will guaranteed feel better for yeah. it. It's just, just the way it is. But then to try and implement that into your day to day life becomes challenging. You've got to really focus. That's focus right. Focus on it. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. When so there's if, TV. And if I want to get all screen. the all the good sleep before midnight, let's say I want to go to bed at eight, Tim, I've got to knock off at four from now on just yeah. to start relaxing. And for, <laughs> and See, I'm giving business advice again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for men. For yeah. women. And, uh, so women, six hours. Yeah. Six yeah. hours. That's right. Yeah. So it takes longer. So, um, you know, the average mum mm. who has a busy day and she needs to mm. do meal prep for the next day or whatever... Um, you know, you, you finish the day at nine or ten. Yeah. Um, you know, it's again, it's two or three a.m. before you're going to get into deep sleep. It's really <sighs> hopeless. It's rough. Yeah. That is very rough. You know, we are, we are, we 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 are these modern human beings, but we're really still cavemen physiologically. You know, yeah. we made to kind of go down when the sun goes down. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence uh, relating to sleep and light. Um, mm. You know, uh, yeah. ambient light in in yeah. offices um, are very yeah. low, so we, yeah. we tend to not make enough melatonin, which is yeah. a sleep hormone. Mm. Yeah. So really good evidence for getting outside late afternoon, getting some sunlight in the eyes, getting some some sun on the skin. Yeah, beautiful. Getting some fresh air and exercise. Mm. Yeah, really the stuff your your nana would have told you yeah. uh, twenty years ago. That that actually all is true. It all applies, <laughs> and now we have evidence for it. Wow. And it, it is funny when you when you do these habits and and you actually go to them. So yesterday, just as an example. Right after work, Kat and I, we went and shot some hoops down at the basketball just, just for like half hour. Yep. But the moment I got there, I felt better. It was nice. the end of the day, a bit of yeah. sun. I was in the, out in the fresh so air. Good. We're just mucking yeah. around for a little bit. And then we went home and had dinner. And I, I, I felt so much better for it. Yep. And it's just that little habit. And it, immediately, you know, mm. you generally know that, oh, no, this feels good. Yeah. I should do this. Strangely enough, that's yeah. probably one of the most healthy pieces of advice if, if you mm. if you ask me about that one more thing yeah. that'll be my advice is just go go outside and play in the afternoon mm. um, yeah you can go for that's a awesome. walk you know do a bit of cardio that's fine mm. but, but just that play you know you're yeah. using endorphins you're, yeah. you're bonding socially mm. yes. there's so much to be said for that and if you can get that's that awesome. into a, a daily habit mm. um, so much better and you, you will find if, if you actually had to try you probably will sleep better because yeah. as, as a result yeah. yeah I reckon definitely I'm going to wear my watch and do some experiments on myself you should. You there's should. a lot of there's a lot of evidence for for screen time. Um, it's a, it's yeah. a pet peeve of mine. It's something I try and bring up in conversations often, yeah. especially with kids and teenagers yeah. in the in the in the practice. Um, yeah. You tend to uh, feel more drowsy when you're on a screen. You fall asleep a little bit quicker, but it actually yeah. prevents you from getting into deep sleep as well. So it yeah. overstimulates the brain. Alcohol has the same effect. Yeah. Mm. You know, have a couple of beers after your basketball game. You're going to mm. fall asleep quicker. <laughs> yeah. But you you won't get into that deep sleep. Won't feel rested. Mm. Won't feel rested the next mm. day. That's right. Well, that was something that you tried That's... recently, Tim. Was the less screen time? Yeah, I was. I was. I was, and it was because of the Men's Health Forum. Yeah, like, right. Is that where it came yeah, from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I took notes, and I've dropped away from that habit already. So I've got to yeah. get back. I've got to get back on the bandwagon there. 
They say they yeah. say it takes up to a year to really set in a new habit. Yeah. So if you don't consciously work on that all the time, we just revert to our old ways so easily. Unfortunately, you know. So yeah, I think I should. I think the, the bad part yeah. about it as well is that sometimes those bad habits are just easy. <laughs> they always oh, are, and that's and it. that's the problem. It's you, you know it's just them, it's gonna make them difficult. Exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. if you really look at, at bad habits per se, mm. they they always the easy ones. The, mm. the, the the good ones are always the most most difficult ones. The, the ones yeah. you could choose not to do. Yeah, mm. um, that's that's the challenge. Yeah. What what does help is setting up the environment. Um, yes. So so there's there's a lot being written about about habit. Yeah. And if you can if you can set up a conducive um, environment, so I I. My kids know I've got two teenagers. They know their their phones don't go into their bedrooms. Yeah, we don't have TVs in the bedroom. Mm. Um, they read before bedtime. Yeah, small little things, but it, it does make a difference. Yeah. I think. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So try and limit screen time. There's apps you can use, and there's yeah. screen time on the on the iPhone. Um, yeah. yeah, I set that on mine recently. The bedtime reminder, and at a certain time, it, I have to double enter to go into my phone. Nice. So it's just slightly annoying. Yeah, but you still do it. I still do it. <laughs> exactly. I still double enter. Put the phone away. Yeah. 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 I think. I think I need to put my phone away, and I need to cancel all of my TV subscriptions. <laughs> I, I, I had this concept practical. years ago where you 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 have you, you have this device like a stationary bike or a treadmill that powers the TV. Yeah. <laughs> so the only way you can watch is by right. moving. You know. I like and that. I think that's that a good idea. Be, still work. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's surely patented that or invented that. Mm. You'd think so. Yeah. Yes, they should sell that. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and exercise is a strange one. You, um, you know, your basketball. Yes, that you can you can say that applies and it's good exercise yeah. and it's good for your brain and all the rest of it. But but exercise just before bedtime or late in the evening, unfortunately, is not yeah, fantastic. Good. I um mm. I used to play squash late at late at night. Okay. And, and those nights, I knew I just I just wouldn't get any sleep. Yeah. Um, Tim's ears just perked. There we go. He's squash. A, he's a squash oh, really? guy. Yeah. Yeah. Squash player. Yes, okay. I love a bit of squash. There's no courts around anymore, unfortunately. There's one. Wild. There's one close by. I yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> last last man standing. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually one at the basketball place yeah. that we play in Lake Haven. Lake so Haven as well. this week before the basketball game, we had like an hour of squash and then played basketball. It was it was good fun. What a fantastic game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. There used to be a squash court in every suburb on the yes. central coast. Yeah, they were everywhere. They're yeah. all, uh, I think half of them are medical centers. <laughs> <laughs> they were just the right size. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is interesting. So exercising too late. Exercising too late. Exercising too late. Exercising too much. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, there's actually um, really good studies on, on the optimal amount of exercise. Yep. Mm. Uh, we should be at, at a minimum doing about 150 minutes a week of mm. um, some kind of cardiovascular exercise, okay. which is not just the walk the dog type thing. It's kind of getting out of breath a little bit at least. Yeah. Mm. Physio- physiologically, yeah. 300 minutes is better. Okay. But then as you exceed that, the increments of improvement just get less and less and less to the wow. point where uh, once you get into the, the almost professional level, um, you know, triathletes and guys that go over 12 and 14 hours a week, their mortality and morbidity with chronic disease actually starts approximating people mm. that are completely sedentary. Really? Yes. So, so there is a there is a balance there. But mm. if you can if you can do 20, 30, 40 minutes a day, mm. uh, you're probably hitting the sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. I and mean, if you do that outside, there's a lot of evidence for for uh, vitamin D, which is made in your skin under the mm. effect of sunlight. Mm. So again, outside in the afternoon, yeah, um, not too Getting late. some good light on in your eyes, which mm. helps your brain make melatonin. Yeah. Which is a sleep hormone, a f- physiological process. It just mm. all makes sense in a way. Yeah. You know? That's a really interesting point too. So take the sunnies off. Absolutely. Get yes. the sun in your eyes. Yeah, that's advice I only started giving people recently. I used to yeah. say go outside for a walk. Yeah. Um, now I say go outside and play. Yeah. And mm. take your sunnies off. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. And get the sun on your skin. And it's and, incredible yeah. how I, I recently, and I, I don't talk shop too much, but I had a patient to a young guy came in. And he showed me his, his Apple Watch and he said, I'm getting 23 minutes of deep sleep at night. I need to fix this. Mm. Went through the whole procedure and long story short, he turned out to have sleep apnea, which is a medical condition that's mm. treatable. Mm-hmm. And he started on, on, uh, on treatment and he came back a couple of months later and he, I didn't rec- recognize him. So wow. he had lost weight. He was on antidepressants beforehand. He had stopped those. 
literally his whole life turned around just for the sake of getting better sleep because he had this condition that that and the condition actually was probably a consequence of his lifestyle choices so yeah. i would have thought that and i've lost track with him but but a couple of months later he probably would have been off everything but, mm. but he needed that turning point in a way wow and and had yeah. he not come in and asked me about that i probably wouldn't have clued in he, he would have been well yeah. on his way to chronic disease by now you know? yeah so Jeez. another point of being educated by a patient yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah how good is that just listening and and being able to talk on their level and and find well, a solution well based on what happened there i then went and bought myself an apple watch because i had a reason to <laughs> um and nice. and i was getting 45 minutes of deep sleep yeah, a night. yeah so uh, you needed more that's right yeah. that's right and i'm some lifestyle changes and yeah. I, I was better for it and yeah. then that that was part of my interest in, in lifestyle medicine to be mm. honest so yeah. really cool. interesting when when we start looking at apple watches and things do you start seeing people get anxiety from this like they're, they're getting health anxiety at this point they're starting to like oh no i'm not getting it and that makes them stressed does that happen a lot not, not much you would expect yeah. that but mm. but not mm. much and I, I i don't encourage them to like you mm. said you you know you should go go to bed with your watch again mm. do it for a couple of nights you don't have to do it yeah, every night. just yeah. check in you know, just yeah. check in yeah. once a week yeah same with blood you know i talk a lot about blood pressure monitoring at home which is mm. the best place to check a blood pressure yeah. but some people just get fanatical about that and they mm. check their blood pressure incessantly there's no benefit you know mm. a couple of times a week so you know, I think I think we have these devices. We have to use them mm. um, well, yeah. but but they just add. And and again, that that brings me to the the practice of the future. You know, I see yeah. a place where you could have your data maybe transmitted to me, and yeah. I would almost live, you know, know what what's happening and what's yeah. happening in your life, and I yeah, could almost awesome. check in with you and go, you know what, hey, hey Dan, mm. something's not quite right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a few too many beers last night. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be saying that. Big brother's no. watching you. Yeah, a few, few too many cosmos. Yeah, that's, that's right. a small like it. Small like it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's interesting too, and that's so similar to business as well. There's a lot of das- dashboards. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll all have paralysis dash- by analysis health dashboards yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah. that could be cool. Um, so what what sort of other areas? So we've covered sleep, nutrition, exercise. exercise. Yeah, so, um, so stress, stress obviously stress. is a big one. Um, relationships, mm. relationships, um, and then vices, habits, vices. alcohol, smoking, mm. all yeah. these things. You know, I come from a generation where um, when I when I was a young doctor, it wasn't uncommon for a doctor to have an ashtray in his room and, and oh have God. a cigarette with with a patient. That's um, crazy. Isn't I it? had older patients tell me that they were they were told to start smoking by their doctor because it's a stress relief. Oh, yeah. Which probably is not untrue. It probably helps yeah. a little bit. But if you look at the negative effects, yeah. it's just mm. overwhelming. Yeah. I think I read once that the yeah it, it had an immediate effect of reducing stress, but then the long-term increase of stress because of the craving for the nicotine and things. That's right. Yeah. Cause more problems and yeah. more stress. That's right. Mm. Yeah. And cancer. That's right. Yeah. 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 That too. So there's a growing body of evidence, mm. Tim, that that you know our lifestyle leads to, um, for the most part, to a overweight or obesity for mm. for the majority. So majority of adult Australians are now overweight in the world. Mm. Even mm. Um, they say we about sixty to seventy percent of the world population is overweight. And twenty or thirty percent are starving. So, so wow. there's literally almost n- nobody left of a normal. You either you either living in excess or you're living in starvation. Mm. Wow! Right. That's but crazy. this this concept of being overweight we see as a body image problem, but it really is a f- metabolic physiological yeah. problem, yeah. which starts a very significant cascade in the body. It relates to heart disease and to cancer yeah. risk. Yeah. Mm. There are numerous cancers that are now um, identifiable that are directly related to being overweight. Yeah, right. Um, so. And that that then again brings in dietary choices, which yeah. we can we can cover on an, another topic. Yeah, if you want, mm, definitely, definitely. Another significant interest of mine. Yeah, and I've changed my my own intake over time yeah, because right. of what I've read and what I've what I've heard. And, yeah. Um, so so it really all ties in together. There's no one. You can't see any of this in isolation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to. You have to. And again, what Jay said about his little wheel. You have you, yeah. you have to pick away at those things individually and then, uh, yeah. cohesively yeah so. i suppose which one is going to make the biggest benefit and try and that's start right. the pick yeah. the low-hanging fruit first that's right um there was a few more things i wanted to just raise as well in this general discussion around lifestyle medicine so an interesting point that you raised in in one of the talks i've seen you do was uh, the stat about the 37? When, once you hit 37, what's happening with our bodies? Right, so yeah. gen- genetically, uh, <laughs> they, they, they can look at the rate of genetic breakdown and, and determine the lifespan of a species. So fruit fly, if you look at their genetic breakdown, they'd live for a day and, and a 
you know, a turtle or a tortoise or whatever will live for, I don't know, how to, mm. whatever many years. Yeah. Our, our life expectancy based on that is roughly about 37. 37. Yeah. So I don't Jeez. know where you boys are out. But, but uh, 31. 31 yeah. this year. Yeah. So six years, <laughs> six prime years ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, you know, looking at a couple of generations ago when someone was 50 or 60, they were, they were old. old. Yeah. And, and these days you really, sure. I see, I have a lot of patients who, who, and I can I can almost see people's lifestyle choices by the time they walk in the door. To be mm. honest, mm. Uh, you know, you can see who takes care of themselves and who are healthy and who's sleeping mm. well and who eating well. And they, I, I have a I have a I have a patient in my practice. I've I've mentioned him a couple of times um, yeah. in, at my talks, but he's um, he's seventy eight and he's second in the world in, in Ironman triathlon. Crazy. Um, and he looks he looks like he's fifty. You wow. Know? So, and he says to me, if he stops training for a week. He um, he feels seventy eight, mm. but if he if he just keeps yeah. on moving, he he feels young. Yeah. He feels yeah. fifty. You know, it's amazing. Isn't it? So yeah. you, I don't think you can you can turn back the clock, but you can certainly slow it down. Yeah, a bit, mm. you know, yeah. that's I think where where most people go wrong. They you know, it's it's one thing to say you've got Crohn's disease, but Crohn's disease brings a lot of morbidity. Mm. As soon as you have two or three diagnoses, then you're almost guaranteed to add in depression. You're almost guaranteed to add mm. in some some de- degree of chronic pain. Yeah. And if you, you know, in your mid-40s or mid-50s and you have these diagnoses, it means that you probably, we, we're very good in, in modern medicine to keep people alive for longer. Yeah. Mm. You're going to live with these conditions for the next 20 or 30 years, mm. you know. And that, that day, if you, if you look at that day-to-day life existence, that, that's not always the most pleasant. Yeah. You know? So mm. part of my interest in this is to just get people to push that day of, I wouldn't say misery, but just discomfort, yeah. try and push that out as long as you can. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I think that's that's really important, and you you do see that. And mm. what yeah. I'm what I'm hearing is after 37, it's just all gravy. So just <laughs> try till then, and then just go for it. That's the cream from that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Every day after 37 is a bonus. You can hear from us whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yes, Dan likes to refer to his uh, eating habits as snacksidents sometimes. Mm, right. Sometimes so, it's a snacksident. It so, has happened. Uh, Easter, he had a few snacksidents at <laughs> Easter. But, but I, I'm, I'm very aware <laughs> that my snacksidents usually do follow poor sleep and stress. Yeah. Very quickly. I, I, if I'm eating terribly, I go, I'm stressed. I, can, I know it already. There's yeah. something going on that's making me not worry about or prioritize my health yeah. and just feel better about having a, whatever it is, chocolate or... Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm having a snack sitting on. We're, we're driven by our hormones, which, mm. which is another very interesting topic, I think. Mm. Um, and, and literally, you, you think you make a lot of decisions every day. A lot of what mm. we do is just on autopilot anyway. Yeah. Mm. But a lot of our conscious decisions are, are based on hormones. Uh, Serotonin is your feel-good hormone. Mm. Um, dopamine is, is your quick little hit. If you check your, your Instagram or your Facebook, or you mm. have your little chocolate snack, snack accident. Yeah. Mm. You, you actually, you, you're actually giving yourself a little bit of dopamine each time. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you can find ways to, to create healthy habits around that dopamine surge, then, mm. then that just... Uh, introduces good lifestyle changes mm. um, but very very interesting how much hormones affect our day-to-day decision yeah. making yeah and i know uh, you know sleep affects that you've mentioned before um so all sorts of habits can affect Nutrition what hormones are being that, produced and then yeah. that negatively affects the other areas that we're yeah. talking about so right. yeah. it is interesting it's all it's related all interrelated <laughs> yeah but do people get annoyed when they come in and and you can clearly see there's some lifestyle factors and really what they're after is just a magic pill that will solve all their problems and you're like get outside and play for half hour and get try and get some good sleep and obviously a bit more detailed than that but does that that's called the art of medicine so yeah there's, there's textbook medicine look people yeah. have to be ready for change yeah um, there's actually scales of readiness and unless someone is ready for that conversation mm. it really is a moot point um yeah so i i would just introduce some of the concepts and, and mm. just see where that discussion goes and some people are really open and they would come back with feedback and whatnot mm. um but but otherwise and yeah we we have unfortunately created this culture where we we, we want an answer, a quick mm. fix in a in a bottle, preferably taken on a daily dose. Yeah, I think there's I think there's around two thousand registered medications for chronic disease in Australia, and yeah. not, not a single one of them actually treats or cures the underlying condition. It's all mm. about maintenance. Yeah. Uh, whereas with lifestyle factors, you can actually reverse you can reverse problems like diabetes, and you can mm. reduce the risk of cancer, and you can. Yeah. There's so much you can do, but it, you know, it's again what you said, Dan. It takes mm. effort. It's a difficult choice versus the, mm. the easy out. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, so you know, in in a way, you're trying to sell a product that somebody doesn't really want to buy. Um, mm. and, and maybe you guys can give me advice on how to do that. I don't know. Uh, we wouldn't know that. We sell accounting. Yeah. <laughs> Once you buy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You masters of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe we were thinking you might be able to help us with that. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think it's all about pain points. I think if people yeah. can understand outcomes, then they can maybe tie that back to, well, hey, I just need to go to bed half an hour earlier or mm. maybe stop smoking those cigarettes, which is a very <laughs> expensive habit, mind you. That costs right. a lot of money. Mm. I'm not a fan of that. It's this concept of the, the quadrant of motivation where, mm. where you can either try and get someone to intrinsically, positively be motivated, and then that's the ideal um, it's a carrot or, carrot or the stick type discussion. Mm, yeah. and, and, and in medicine, generally the stick doesn't work. If we tell people, you know, do this because if you don't, you're going to have cancer, you're going to have heart disease, you, you know, they, they don't really listen to that. Yeah. But if you can get someone to understand that, look, if you, if you make healthier choices, you can actually see your grandkids and you're going to play with them and maybe you'll mm. go to their graduation and go to that, that wedding or, That's massive. you know, you can still enjoy life and, and maybe be active after the age mm-hmm. of 60 or 65, whatever. Or do you just um, want to wake up in the morning and feel energized? <laughs> like that's, that would be a part of that. Or do you want to wake up in the morning and take a handful of pills, you know, yeah. um, and still feel, you know, crappy yeah. about it. So, And I think that's coming back to why, their purpose. Yes. Right? yes. So, mm. Yeah, identity and I purpose. like that. And that's actually what I try and tune into when I have mm. that conversation with that person that comes in and they, they're asking for the pills. Mm. I go, you know, why, why? why are we where we are right now and, yeah. and, and where do we go with this moving forward? So yeah. that's a very powerful um, tool. Yep. Yeah. And again, that Huge. mirrors business because the first question we do in a business plan is why, why? are you doing what you're doing? Right. What do you yeah. want from it? What are the outcomes you're trying to achieve? Yeah. What's yeah. your purpose? Same thing again. Mm. I should probably come and, come and try and fill your shoes one day. And yeah. Into <laughs> yeah. My practice. Yeah, you know? be fine. You wear a lab coat. <laughs> yeah. You wear a lab coat yeah. for a day. That's what I envisage. My initials <laughs> are D.R. Osborne. So. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not lying you're when I say it. Yeah, yeah. Where is... <laughs> My initials are GST spelt backwards. So TSG. Sure. You were born to be an accountant. I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've covered. Have you got any more questions, Tim? No, no. I think we nailed yeah. it. I just want to say, like, I think people will really have taken a lot from this. And we will deep dive mm. um, in the future on, on more of these, as long as Quinton's Fantastic. keen to come back. Uh, we, we'd be keen to have him. And we'll do a deep dive on something like sleep or stress mm. or nutrition. Um, so we'll put it out in the group and ask if there's any questions yeah. specifically people have, but Absolutely. it's been awesome having you, Quinn. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Really yeah. appreciate right. it. Let's, uh, hold on. There we go. Let's move on to our other thing. <sighs> Tim, throwing you under the bus. Do you have another thing? I do have another thing. Yep. I, um, uh, watching, I was watching TV, so I shouldn't have been. So that, there we go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was an interesting show. Mm. It's called Sherpa. On Netflix, mm-hmm. it's a documentary and um, beautiful cinematography, and it's set at Everest, and it's back in 2014, and there was a d- real tragedy that happened. There's all these Sherpas that are paid, I think they're paid five thousand dollars for like two months of work, mm. which essentially is their annual income. Mm. <clears throat> but they take they take people to the top, huge right? risks, mm. huge risks. Yeah, so the south side of Everest to get up, they set up five camps because. Uh, we need to acclimatize. We're not used to altitude. So we need mm. to acclimatize um, to altitude for about a week at each camp. Mm. Um, so, but the Sherpas don't, don't suffer from that. Mm. So they actually carry everything up, set up the camps, take the food, the oxygen, basically get the guests up the mountain. Mm. Um, but in the doing so, they travel through this thing called the, uh, the ice flow, which is... Um, it's essentially slow moving ice in a stream down the mountain. Mm. It's so dangerous, just ridiculously dangerous. Um, so yeah, there's avalanches all the time, mm-hmm. but this documentary is really fascinating because, um, yeah, unfortunately there was a horrible avalanche that happened and 16 Sherpas perished and it made them push for change in Nepal, which is, um, the government makes I think 360, I think it was, million 360 million per annum from tourists coming in going wow. to everest and the sherpas are paid five thousand dollars unbelievable to yeah. do their life um life uh d- endangering work so so yeah it was that was a good watch sounds good yeah 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 that sounds good mm. <sighs> what about you guys got any other things quentin 
I do. My so my my son um, asked me to put in a code word into the podcast. Um, I said, "You you give me the word on beautiful." I <laughs> said, "Who are you talking to?" I said, "I'm talking to two two accountants." He said, um, "You have to use the word hyper mathematically." <laughs> so Michael, you Michael that's for you. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear it in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "If if I'm going to listen to this, you're going to have to use that word at least once." Well, <laughs> the good thing is you've done it right at the end, so that's he has right, to listen to the right. entire episode before he gets to it. Maybe we do it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, is that your son that beats you in NBA on the on the PlayStation or Xbox? Or? My son beats me in everything now. He's, <laughs> he's 16. He beats me in ping pong, and oh, we played Uno the whole morning. I, I never won a game. So <laughs> I think he's cheating, but anyway, I let him have it. That's awesome. All right, that's great. Hyper mathematically, love it. Nice, fantastic. Uh, my other thing this week, Tim, is uh, the game of squash. <laughs> <laughs> we played squash on, on Tuesday. We night. spoke about it earlier. Yeah. Um, but it has been, I don't know, I might have been in high school the last time I played squash. So a good 15 years or so since I've played. And uh, it's good fun. How fun is it's it? It's very good fun. I'm not as good as I thought I would be, but I was better than maybe you thought I was going to oh, be. You were definitely so better than I, I thought you were going to be. Uh, <laughs> you can hit the ball. <laughs> there's a bit of top spin yeah. that, which is not meant to be yeah uh, I'm too used to the ping pong here at the office that I'm just putting <laughs> trying to put so much spin on it that it just doesn't work as well on the squash court which but, ironically uh, won him a lot of points because the ball just dropped above <laughs> yeah. the tin yeah. there's like, a few died. slams off your serve that uh, won yeah. me a few points so yeah I, I played okay Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, just getting out and playing a few sports that I haven't played in a long time, mm. I'm enjoying. And squash was one of them. Play, I like it. Play mm. time, fantastic. Play time, just relating it in. Just need to do it a little earlier and find an open air open squash, open air squash court, <laughs> <laughs> or really bright lights. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's a business idea. Yeah. Let's, right. let's let's channel that. All right. Well, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, two drunk podcast at gmail.com at two drunk accountants on all the social medias. Join our group if you haven't already on Facebook. Just go to our Facebook page and look into groups there and we're on there. Um, we're going to be posting more videos and asking more questions coming up. So make sure you tune in there. Otherwise, we will catch you next week. Yeah. Um, Quentin. Quentin, if, should people jump on your website or something if they want to learn more or is there a resource that you want to direct them to? If yeah, got it's more a questions? work in progress at the moment yeah. but um, I'm at Mangara Medical. If yeah, anybody perfect. wants to have a chat, they can they can reach out to me there. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. Fantastic. All right. All right. Well, we will uh, catch yeah. you later. Yeah.